You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Episode of Behind the Leaf. I'm here with my co-host uh, Cassie again. What's up, guys? And uh, we're here with a very special guest, uh, Peter from uh, Fly Soul Shoes, which is now going to be rebranded as uh, Alma all, now. Right? Alma Brands, Alma Brands. Yeah, yeah good go. to be here. Thank you so yeah, much, so much for having me. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you introduce yourself to everybody, and because uh, you'll probably do a better job than I will. No, no. <laughs> I, I, um, Peter underscore cannabis on Instagram. Peter Holsworth, my name. Fly Soul Shoes is the game. We are bringing Alma Brands handmade hemp shoes and accessories to the consumer, giving you a better choice. So, um, you know, that's the fight for our earth, man. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, definitely. It's awesome to have you. Yeah, I, I love... Uh I love what you guys do with the, do with the company with your uh, the shoes. I love how you prepared for this uh, <laughs> podcast. You, I just saw you rolling fat blunts. Here oh yeah, these joints, joints always. And like, I thought to myself, we're gonna have a good time today. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely, we've been definitely. getting so many compliments on the shoes, wearing them out. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, last night at dinner we had a table next to us. Go, yo, where'd you get those dope shoes? Boom. And we're like, Fly Soul, check them out online. You know, if, <laughs> if anything, they really are a conversation starter. A hundred percent, definitely. So many times, even this morning at the hotel, where'd you get those shoes? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that guy, that has to give you a little, you know, a bit of zen. Not only is it a conversation starter, but people smile when you're yeah. talking to them when they mm-hmm. because it's hard to you know it shows your personality it shows you don't take yourself a little you know they're stylish as heck but mm-hmm. you're not taking yourself too seriously yeah i like oh, yeah, how definitely. there's very loud fun styles and then also some that are a little more you know l- basic but like yeah. something for everyone so no i, I actually awesome. like the basic ones mm-hmm. some of the best sellers are actually are navy blues or just flat blues are, are anchors. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you need things that go with a normal wardrobe. But right. some of the times that I wear the loud ones, I just put just black on and then boom, my shoes pop and they make a statement for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the cool thing about our, our designs is that they trace back to giving an homage to our partner's lineage. And so we yeah, partnered part. mm-hmm. with a third generation family yeah. of cobblers, native indigenous people in Tepotzlan, Mexico that have been making these shoes by hand for a hundred years. That's crazy. And so they've been not only, I mean, these shoes feel great. They look great. They are very comfortable because they've been putting them on their own feet for a hundred years. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And so these patterns um, really give an homage to their their lineage, these beautiful people of central Mexico and the Aztecs that they came from. And, you know, that the, speaks to each one because each shoe is actually a one of one. If you look, okay. you know, put the right next to the left, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be different because we all are different. Yeah, that's what oh, I yeah. love about it. When we wear the same pattern, the ayahuasca's out together. Oh, I think um, so. no worries. That's what the people comment on, too. It's like you guys have yeah. the same shoes, but they're a just different pattern, like a different vibe, you know? So yeah, I think I love that part. It's all unique to the person. Yeah, we really tried to expand the offering, too. We started the company with just one male shoe, the flats, which is kind of like a slimy dress shoe, if you will, as well as just the the tie-up kind of corresponding shoe for the ladies. 
And, you know, we really needed to expand. And so now we're offering heels. We're offering slip-ons. We're going to soon offer uh, slides for men as well as boots and and boots for ladies. And so the shoe game is ever-evolving in people like style and so we're ever evolving yeah, our definitely. styles and our offering everyone yeah. needs shoes right <laughs> uh, everybody everybody needs shoes. so uh for, for the people looking out there on like the websites and stuff which which styles are the ones we have on the table right now so the the ones that we have on the table are, are some of our best sellers obviously these are called the mary jane <laughs> i love that you That's know nice. yeah, yeah now, I like you have a pair yeah, of those don't you those. <laughs> yeah they're awesome now this is a biodegradable handmade hemp so yeah. we're wrapping and, and forming the shoe out of hemp when you plant the, the, it in the ground, it's going to disintegrate within about a 36-month period of time, depending oh, really? on your microbial content. Obviously, if you're in Vegas <laughs> and there's no microbes in the in the ground, it might take a little longer. But in Florida <laughs> or something, you're really going to have see the thing uh, be worn away. Um, mm-hmm. Next to you here, you have our sacred geometries, our sacreds. Wow. Mm-hmm. And this is really kind of uh, spiritually uh, attached to me a lot. I, I practice ayahuasca and plant medicine oh, okay. it's really been an awakening for me over the past nice. decade and so also the town that i that you know i originate all this from temples on they believe they're descendants of both the aztecs and a mixture of aliens wow that's <laughs> so interesting. They, interesting they are a yeah very, definitely talk very, a little bit yeah. more about that uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like some like like ancient aliens like well, listen you know, like, I, I i hope i can encourage people that are listening to this today to go to Tepoztlan, Mexico, which is just south, about an hour and a half of Mexico City. It's a beautiful uh, bus ride or, or even renting a car or even rent a motorcycle. I'd really, if you're Ooh, good on a motorcycle, nice. <laughs> I definitely recommend it. It's a lot of fun. But um, you get down there and the town is a very, very spiritual place. There's active alien activity all over the place that they can document oh, really? wow. consistently in these mountains. All right, we got to add that to our travel list. We're going. <laughs> yeah, and furthermore, there's a pyramid or like a temple that's been built on this volcanic spire that's like 2,000 feet off the elevation. It takes two, two hours to hike to it. And I, this is part of my journey. I went up on this, this temple and I did a meditation and I came back down and I met this family. Oh, really? And they were the first people. I met the little abuela. And I said, <laughs> hi, that. how are you? And, you know, we, we built a relationship, and this is how it went. And now we're trying to illuminate these beautiful designs of this beautiful town. And I would strongly mm-hmm. encourage anybody, please, go there. They need the tourism. It's an amazing place. You will, you'll see old Mexico. Yeah, I love awesome. the fact that you uh, work with them, and it's a family, and... You know, you pay them great wages, and they're having a great life, and make these dope shoes out of them. So, well, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not even me paying them great wages. Is that, you know, we've agreed on a price for mm-hmm. them to manufacture shoes that they're comfortable with, and giving me a final product yeah. where they can build their business, yeah, and they can mm-hmm. dictate a fair yeah. price to me, which I also can negotiate what I feel is a fair price mm-hmm. for their labor, and then oh yeah, definitely, and, you know, definitely that was one of the. Uh, like, like like one of the big driving points for me when I when I uh, for when I first invested into Flysoul is that you guys weren't just pushing out a great product that wasn't just great for the environment and for people in general, but also doing like morally right things with your company and all that stuff. So. Yeah, you know, t- too many times we've seen you know the demonization of the Mexican culture over the past decade. You know, oh, from totally. a yeah. political standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of things wrong with a lot of countries yeah. in out this there. country. It really started mm-hmm. with. Uh, 
cannabis, the, the outlaw cannabis, because back in the day when they uh, when the Mexican Revolution was going on, they came over, they realized they had a they didn't want that, so they demonized something in their culture, which was cannabis. And you know, it, it's continued. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of rich culture that comes out of Mexico of hardworking people and beautiful, beautiful, ancient wisdom. And I want to illuminate that, and I want to give them a chance to see their platform of these beautiful shoes. I mean, if you pick up a pair of our shoes, the first thing you'll notice is the handmade uh, plant-based aspect of it. Yeah. You know, everything is that we can is made from a biodegradable plant, um, even down to the sole, as you can see. And so we, we take care in the quality of our ingredients if they go into our little pot of stew, which yeah. comes fly sole shoes now. Yeah, nice, that's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, nice. I'm wearing the boots now, and they're extremely comfortable. Yeah. I yeah. love them. And you can tell they're going to last a really long time. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, You're going to have a hard time wearing them out. They're in, because, you know, hemp, you know, carries so many great properties, it's antimicrobial. It's mm-hmm. antifungal. It's yeah. anti yeah, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> yeah, and, and furthermore, although they will eventually absorb water, most, you know, water, mm-hmm. like just a, you spill a drink on them, it'll just yeah. brush right off. Right. And so, um, you know, we're a big believer that hemp can do a lot of things for this planet. And that's why we're evolving our brand. Um, you know, in the next coming months, we're going to be releasing Alma brands. Alma. Alma. Then, and Alma in, in, in Spanish means soul. Oh, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. And so we, we are, our tagline is to do everything yeah. with soul. Yeah. And like the whole starting and how you came up with the idea and you were meditating met the family and stuff it's a, the whole experience was a spiritual experience so it was, and, uh, and it can be you know it can be fitting, for everybody very fit and it will and it can be yeah very much very much can be and, yeah uh, so um where do you see the company going let's say in the next year or so what what are your goals that's a great question you know we just actually have been getting a lot of attention from the cannabis industry itself we just completed our first, uh, like, white labeling project for Spanish Heritage Month. Oh, wow. For, um, for Select and Cureleaf. Oh, that's and great. So, right. so we did a, a release of 250 shoes for them, 250 matching, like, luxury backpacks, handmade backpacks yeah. that really came out fantastically done. We partnered with a, um, a, a native Mexican um, artist there. Oh, that wow, brought us awesome. these beautiful designs. And so we illustrated those and wrapped them in shoes and wrapped them around these bags and made them available for everyone. So you can probably find that in wherever Cure Leafs are sold right now. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's that's really, awesome. it was a great project. And that really leads us to where the company is going. Mm-hmm. You know, we have projects that we're doing for large-scale dispensary chains right now. Nice. Um, also large-scale brands because yeah. I think brands that have, are trying to connect to a cannabis consumer mm-hmm. uh, and are offering, you know, plastics or something that's made of swag that is just a regular T-shirt or, you know, something that doesn't really get them to identify with their brand are kind of missing the mark. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, we can spend less on crappy swag that's going to be thrown away <laughs> right. or you could, like, actually step up and do select releases. And, I, you know, shoes are really unique. If somebody gets a pair of shoes... Mm-hmm. Like a manager at a store, or somebody who buys an you know an ounce or a half ounce, or somebody gets a, a prize or something from a brand, they're going to identify with that for yeah. a while. Definitely. And mm-hmm. um, so we're moving into different accessories for those brands. 
We're, moving, we're making bong bags now, so bong oh, carrying cases. Nice. We're also going to make pipe carrying cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so these padded bags, they will hopefully, they'll be smell proof. That's awesome. Have a charcoal rim. I like how much you're oh, doing awesome. you're in all different different areas. Um, but the shoes, I was just saying, those those heels now, I've been looking at them. I'm like, I need those for your cousin's <laughs> wedding. I'm wearing them. <laughs> They're really yeah, cool. Yeah, for my cousin's wedding, <laughs> definitely got to wear those. Every uh, Everyone that, that yeah, we yeah. show the shoes to, they have something like great to say. They're like, yo, I just bought a pair last night. <laughs> <laughs> They're awesome. It's really been fun to walk through the cannabis industry and go to different conferences and see people wearing the shoes. Yeah, that must you be know? awesome. Oh, definitely. That is, that is really... Um, just the joy <laughs> that I'm getting from seeing this because we really want to make a difference on the way that people see this consumer item. I mean, right. um, many people yeah. might not be aware that you know 99% of shoes will wind up in a landfill. Yeah. Oh, totally. They're That's very difficult. People just use them and they throw them out. That's in their everyday garbage too. So. And and those Nikes that we buy, mm-hmm. that everybody else probably has a pair of the same Nikes. You're not unique. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nike, <laughs> right? Yeah. They're gonna last 700 years past the death of your body. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not trying to disparage Nike, nor am I trying to get sued right now. <laughs> but oh, um, I am trying to point out a fact that a lot of uh, fashion is made by people that. Probably should be in school mm-hmm. and probably should be yeah. learning and enjoying. They should probably be doing other things with their lives. And then the probably being moment. working for companies that yeah. are producing things mm-hmm. that will wind up in a landfill. Yeah. And here we have a chance to take a hundred year old tradition made by a family of, of cobblers that have been doing this to serve their community over the past several generations and now we can give them a chance to expand their business to illuminate their culture to illuminate their heritage and um that's what we are striving to do that's great that's awesome Uh, change the way people think about footwear and the Mm -hmm. things they buy yeah definitely because like people just we're we become a society where you just go into the store you buy something and you don't really think about where it came from or how it got there exactly Like, like i'm an average avid hunter and up in new york and everything like that and it really puts you in connection and makes you think twice of like where your food comes from and all that you like from shoes to food to clothing to everything yeah, yeah. it's wild when you travel the world as well and you realize that the meat is tasting different the eggs oh, yeah, taste totally. different in countries where they don't have these you know preservatives or these hormones or steroids or things or the oh. antibiotics they put in our food system yeah mm-hmm. and then it, it also comes down to like things as basic as everyday things we drink like soda like the ingredients for commercial sodas we drink every day are different in different countries like in mexico they use cane sugar in a lot of their sodas and in the united states they use corn syrup yeah i love a mexican coke that's something that i'll break any will for oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, would that, I would have that stuff shipped to my house yeah <laughs> <laughs> But um, you're right. I mean, we but this in this particular industry in fashion gives us a chance really to make a difference because mm-hmm. in the future of this company, I don't want to announce it here because I know how many people are going to be listening to this, but we have intellectual property we're developing that will flip this industry and hopefully every aspect of fashion on its head. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. We can't... Can't wait for that to actually uh, that to come out. Yeah, That's I'd love to be. come back and share it a little bit later. So I'm just going to give you a yeah. tease of it. But oh, definitely, you know, we'll have you on another future show when that comes out. We'll, uh, yeah, we we'll we, talk we about and that. you know one thing that we also encourage is people to send us in their designs. 
Now we're doing white labeling. We're having people sending us in radical designs. Oh, yeah. From, oh, wow. Yeah, we had a guy coming in and said he wants to make 500 Rick and Morty shoes. Oh, that is shoot. all. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, like, why not? The, why, why yeah. Not? Like, people will love yeah. those. <laughs> no question about is it, that. Is it complicated to, like, actually formulate a design for the, for like, like a new design for the shoes, like, on the actual hem? You know, what's, what's really cool is that this guy is a part of the, um, the illustration of Rick and Morty. And, oh, wow. Yeah, so I met him at a conference a while back, and he he does you know backup illustrations for him. So he actually has several of his illustrations, and we can either match those. Really cool thing about how we make the shoes, because of the fact that we're buying huge bolts of hemp, right? Yeah, and then and then we're staining that hemp or even weaving it. In the case of these sacreds, yeah. you can oh, wow. see how it's kind of woven there. Yeah, wow. I like and, that. You know, we're either cool. dyeing it or weaving it. Mm -hmm. But the way we do it is that we can cut that uh, in certain patterns so the two will never be the same. So I can I can line it up like on these two and they'll be different. Or I can uniformly put like Rick right on the front front of it yeah. or something like mm -hmm. that. So we have the flexibility to do both. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I, I think Rick and Morty would be a great yeah. thing. I, I don't know. I'm 40 years old. I freaking love Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty's good. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, love, <laughs> I agree. I, I love that show. Cool show. Yeah. yeah it would be cool to have that, too, and people who like the show can, you know, purchase the shoes or whatever other products you're coming out with. But I love that. I, I especially love the bags and little bundles you said you're going to come up with with the makeup bags. That's going to appeal to, like, all, all the women are going to be wanting those. <laughs> yeah, we, we made a uh, first a luxury kind of backpack handmade for women first. Okay. Because, okay. It, you know, a lot of our patterns and a lot of our style, a lot of shoes. I mean, ha let me ask you a question. How mm -hmm. many shoes do you own? I don't think that many compared to like the average woman. Okay, woman, but good. like it's a good litmus test. Yeah, I always tell him I don't have that many. He seems to think different. You bring like okay. you bring like six pairs of shoes with you when we go on like two days on like a vacation. That's my yeah. point. Okay, so yeah, there we go. Six pairs of shoes. Hey, you're on calling a me out vacation. now. <laughs> I may be exaggerating a little bit. Yeah, you're exaggerating. Well, my point is that women really like accessories, and they really like. The ability to be versatile. They like yeah, different exactly. looks. They like to yeah. be able to match something with a different colored outfit. Or mm -hmm. how's your mood feel? You know, I mean, I, I appreciate that as well. And yeah. so we try to um, really bring styles that will go with a lot of different things, but also be really innovative. So in the next release of Alma Brands, look for like five or six style releases that are going to come out and just knock your pot socks off but oh, also you're gonna have complimentary just so you were saying five or six mm -hmm. they're just gonna be like flat colors okay and they're gonna be really oh, easy be nice. to digest they're really easy nice. to wear in mm -hmm. a casual setting you don't necessarily have to be going out yeah because be... i always don't want like sometimes i always don't want like a pattern like a nice solid color exactly like, yeah. like, like a lot of people enjoy Sleek. that and like that so the company is really nimble and mm -hmm. i think that's one of the things that's kept us alive since we launched this thing in COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, how, how did COVID affect uh, affect you guys? How was that? How did you guys work your way around that? And all that <laughs> or maybe could... not work your way. I don't no, know. I mean, Ride it out. Th there was, like, really no way to get through it. I mean, um, we launched the company in 2019, and we did a oh, soft shoot. launch at CBD.io, this conference mm -hmm. in Vegas, mm -hmm. and then at this uh, uh, conference called MJ BizCon. Oh, yeah. In, which everybody knows, right? Oh, in, everybody in, knows MJ BizCon. We've talked yeah. about it on... Every episode so far. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Both events, we sold out all of our inventory. So wow. we were like That's gang ho, like, oh my gosh, people really love this. Mm -hmm. We got something here. And then, you know, we, okay, 
rushed through e-commerce, didn't really put it, do a very good job of putting it together a site, but mm-hmm. then launched it like March of 2020. Oh, right and, before, uh, right as everything oh, was yeah. happening. It was just like Oof. the wrong time oh, to launch an e-commerce site to buy to go and so instead I really we took a step back and we like how are we gonna make this company really worth value in bending scale what it is so we we worked parallel with our manufacturers to build a manufacturing facility in Mexico City oh, so awesome. to help with logistical challenges of getting out of the mountains and you know getting out of and, but keeping the tradition of how we're making the shoes so we nice. still manufacture mm-hmm. everything by hand, but we now have, you know, modernized racking systems, yeah. modernized mm-hmm. folding systems, mo- yeah. you know, modernized machinery yeah. that gets us to a point where we can really scale. Mm-hmm. You know, right now we can make about 3,000 shoes a month, but mm-hmm. within oh, 90 awesome. days with wow. additional labor, mm-hmm. we go up to about 12,000 pieces. Oh, that's great. And so we're ready to go when time is needed. Mm-hmm. Second thing is that, you know, if you've ever done business in Mexico, you oh yeah, that's something I want to get into also because <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the companies that I talk to like they're, they're mainly based in the United States and all that. So like, how how do you find doing business in Mexico, well, especially with hemp and well, and all that? I don't know if you noticed, but so gringo. <laughs> so oh, it's definitely nowhere near necessary. So uh-huh. the language barrier for me just getting to. to um, to work with the people in Mexico has been a blessing, actually, because it's really improved my Spanish and really given me a better sense of the the, the importance of having somebody that you can trust on the ground. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out right now to my <laughs> guy, Gino Ortiz, um, who is my man on the ground in Mexico City, along That's with awesome. my family, Roman Cabreras. Um, and then, you know, really having people that you can honor and trust um, that won't take advantage of that language barriers. Oh yeah, oh, totally. True. Because yeah. when you're <laughs> when you're standing there, and you have no idea what this. You have absolutely no idea what someone's saying, and you gotta yeah. really trust what they what, what that person tells you. Furthermore, it's like you know, getting to know how to do business in Mexico. Yeah. you mm-hmm. really gotta be nimble. Like <laughs> one time, I was, I figured out that shipping has become really problematic, right? Oh yeah, especially oh, yeah. yeah. I'm shipping um, thousands of shoes from Mexico City to my location in Southern California. Shouldn't be too hard, but for some reason they jacked up the shipping from what was like $150 a box to $800 a box. This particular. That's insane. And so I had to become nimble and think about, Mm -hmm. okay, I shipped all the boxes to Tijuana. And, okay. and I thought to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rent a truck, and I'm going to drive across <laughs> the border, and I'm going to go and pick him up myself. And I, uh-huh. at the last minute, I call up my buddy, Colby Watkins, and I say, hey, yeah. listen, Colby, come on. Don't leave me alone. I'm going across the border into Tijuana to go get a bunch <laughs> this of shit. This is what I'm doing. I need back up. I got to get away from my girlfriend. I'll go with yeah. you. <laughs> so he jumps in the truck with me, and we drive two white boys across the, yeah. the, the Tijuana. It is hairy. I get lost immediately. Uh, I, I get so. myself back Can't in the imagine. track. I find the FedEx. I pack up all the shoes. Mm-hmm. I go to the border thinking, all right, I'm just going to. Tell them they're my personal shoes. Sure, yeah. I have like right. thousands just, of yeah. shoes. Yeah. This is not yeah. a commercial run, yeah. right? <laughs> they, they opened me up two hours of waiting. Yeah, 
at this point. Oh you know, go, What's in the back? I go, not dead bodies. Just shoes. Don't worry, bro. Just shoes. Make him a little tense in the yeah. Oh, okay. It's just shoes. Loosen up the situation a little bit, which didn't work. He ah. sent me off to further inspection. They come back 30 minutes later say, no, you got to go to this other border. By this time, Kobe says, no, I'm out. He leaves me. So I, so this is now like four o'clock in the afternoon. I rush over to the other border, try to enter that one. They say, no, 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 no. You have to get all this importation documentation done. Uh So Uh at that end of that day, I'm at five o'clock in the night. The sun's going down and I start to hear gunshots going up. I'm right next to the airport in Tijuana. I'm thinking to myself, this gringo's got to get a hotel. (laughs) So I buck up for the night in Tijuana. Next morning, I find myself a customs broker, and I wait all day in Tijuana to give him the the shoes, get him across the border, Mm -hmm. meet them the next morning, and then finally get the shoes back. So let's just say you have to do what you have to do as a small business owner to get this thing flowing. Oh, yeah, totally. You you definitely have to do what you got to do. That $800 a box... Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. forgot that. See the eight hundred box, eight hundred dollars a box or no box. Yeah, no, I yeah. was I was determined to make sure those shoes got in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And hey, you can buy them now at FlySoulShoes.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another shout out. Yeah, totally. But uh, but definitely, what about like the uh, like uh, the politics behind hemp and all that and cannabis in in Mexico? Originally, getting hemp into the country was not um, a challenge. It's become mm-hmm. more and more of a documented a documentation requirement. Um, but really, Mexico operates on bribery. Uh, yeah. um, I don't know if you're aware of that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I would think, yeah. So you can get pretty much away with anything as long as you have cash in your pocket yeah. and it's stored somewhere where they can't find it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> money talks, bullshit walks in, in Mexico. I mean, when it comes down to everything that you can do, except when the corporate ladder, like you have to ship things out of the country, yeah, um, you, mm-hmm. you know that really does get sticky. But um, as far as when I first started production, it was really funny because just getting the shoes out of Tepoztlan, you're like you're having to bribe like sheriffs and you know the people oh, yeah. that are making them out. And, Oh, it'll be fifty extra dollars to box them up. Yeah. And, you know, there's <laughs> like oh, I was told this price over the phone. Yeah, but you know it's not now. But, it's this. but now <laughs> you know we've when they see you there, then they go, oh, okay, yeah. Over a three year period of time, though, mm-hmm. we've really learned those lessons. Now we have a slick yeah, operation. We have our own manufacturing. Yeah. We're not dealing with the roads of hazard, you know. Mm-hmm. And we really now know, you know, we're, we're we we move so flawlessly now. Um, that we just completed our first run for Select and, and Cheerleaf that just came out great. That was uh, awesome. The shoes just Congratulations. they pop, that awesome. and uh, that's the future of the company. We are now set up to white label large scale. You know, we're talking to Crop Kings, we're talking to yeah. Nectar, um, we, we're talking to Dab Star, we're talking to really influential brands in the industry that can only connect to the consumer and the and the culture. Yeah. So yeah. that's um, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what made you start and like what got you into the cannabis industry from the start if you have to go way back? Is it like oh, wow. a long, long time ago? <laughs> well, actually, um, you know, you might not know this about me, but I was actually part of the team that conducted the first transaction of cannabis in the United States. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know what that. What was that like? Yeah, I was, uh, was the that? CFO of a company called Biotrack. Okay. And in 2013, the state of Washington and the state of Colorado mm-hmm. put out a request for proposal for a yeah. state governmental system. 
like mm-hmm. the state that the system that runs California now called Metric had a competitor. They won Colorado. We won Washington. And so we That's developed nice. the first regulatory state government system to track every gram of cannabis from seed through sale. Wow. Uh, we also built an operational system. And if anybody's ever operated a cannabis licensed uh, you know, operator, you've probably heard of Biotrack. Uh, we ran 3,100 cannabis operations at one point, and um, we've tracked billions of dollars of cannabis transactions yeah. from the legal side to ensure that there's a closed-loop system, and these are the steps we've taken to legalize the industry. Wow, that's yeah. great. But wow. from there, I, I actually I went on and I served as a director for a Fortune 500 law firm called Zuber Lawler, mm-hmm. uh, based here in Los Angeles, but an international law firm. There, um, we practiced law in every language in the world, every country in the world, and I was lucky enough to be part of the team that patented the very first cannabinoid plant patent in the United States. And so we then took that patent and applied it with the first new dietary ingredient and Mm -hmm. generally recognized as safe designation with the FDA. Hmm. And so um, I left that law firm and uh, representing them as the director of their practice Mm -hmm. uh, to... Start fly like soul shoes, <laughs> well, that's and uh, and we really feel as if Why we have a chance to disrupt this very pollutive fashion industry. Mm, definitely. Mm. Oh I yeah, agree. definitely. I totally agree with that. That's it's gonna be. We're you. We're gonna, we're gonna do amazing things with the company, and it's gonna be. Oh, tell me about it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> we're going. It's 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 set. But you know, the cannabis has been a real beautiful story for me because yeah. I've seen. Um, in the evolution of the industry from the very beginning, mm. from you know Washington, a lottery system of of um, of licensing, right. you know you could have owned a hairdresser and then just you know randomly gotten a license to operate cannabis operation the next day, mm-hmm. which led to a huge consolidation, which you know I think thirty five percent of the business in the top retail is controlled by 25, 30 names when oh, there's wow. four hundred plus yeah. names out there, right? Yeah, that's crazy. So it's interesting to see how different licensing structures have really influenced the country. Yeah. Like Florida, you really have this oligopoly yeah. of, of you know, how many how many different, um, you know, 19, maybe 19 operators? Yeah, I think so. It's like 19 or something like that. Wow. Yeah. So, but, uh, so you said it was, it was easy to get hemp into Mexico. Is it harder to get? Is it... You run into any issues because the shoes are made out of hemp, getting them into the United States, or no, no, we don't run into any. That. A finished product really is not of a compliance concern. Yeah, as an ingestible or like a like refined raw, product or raw like ingredient, if you will. Okay, that's like um, you, you know, I think Mexico is really going to be, in my opinion, one of the world dominant players in the production of refined. Uh, cannabinoid profiles mm-hmm. that will oh, be yeah. eventually imported all around the world. There's institutions that exist within Mexico of great, um, you know, existing infrastructural uh, capabilities, both on the pharmaceutical side as well as on the agricultural yeah. side that can make them dominant global players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the United States isn't very uh, careful, they can really lose the entirety of their hemp cultivation and production industry mm. which really so, again inspires me to do this with him yeah because i know a lot of people out there are gonna think like a lot of people think out there like oh like we want like american-made stuff from like uh like like uh stuff grown in america and stuff like that so what 
is there any like big appeal doing it in Mexico or like have you ever thought of like well, thought of it that way? Actually, we are just now um, uh, 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 investigating, establishing a partnership where we would actually stain all of our hemp material here um, and get it oh, get it stained nice. here. And then ship it to Mexico for the hand, you know, the, the final stitch. Yeah, to actually have it made. You know, it's really the artistry of our partners that have, you know, inspired us to keep this thing going as long as we have. You know, I mean, the the beauty of our their Aztec lineage and and the way that they work so hard um, to you know keep their their vibrant ancestors alive. Um, yeah. and remember them. Uh, it's just a beautiful culture. And I, I, I want to keep the manufacturing uh, as long as I can uh, in their hands yeah. and keep them in, in, in this process. It's all about them. So right. oh, yeah, it wouldn't definitely. be it wouldn't be the same if we moved to the U.S. Yeah, they're the heart of the company. I also think when you have a pair of these shoes too, it's more than just a shoe. It's a piece of art. Yeah. And like you were saying, the culture part of it, I think that's really, really cool. And the using soul as the theme and now the the new name alma which you were saying before that still keeps you on the same path that you've been going for so i like that so i I really appreciate you saying that because that really is um what we aspire to be being each shoe like these sacreds Mm -hmm. different from the next um i think really speaks to the fact that we are all individuals Mm -hmm. and each one of us is a different version yeah, but, definitely. Like, like I don't know if they can see it on the camera, but uh, Cassie's wearing one of the uh, the ayahuascas. Yep. Yes, yep. Right now, and if you were to hold these up next to hers, they would be they would look completely different. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing the the men's pair in a boot, and if you had this <coughs> same same design, they would look completely different, also. Man. Yeah. So, how long is the process to make one shoe? Like the I guess the, the since they're handmade, I'm just curious. Well, it's actually the the process starts all the way back by. Provided making what we refer to as like the form, okay, and the form will be cho- choosing what how the the foot is going to fit in the shoe. For example, mm-hmm. like if we make this heel here, right, your your lady's foot is going to be more of an at an arch position. You're resting, right? So mm-hmm. inside that, I'm going to make a either plastic, but in our terms, because we've been making them so long, we make them really handmade out of wood. Wow. And so wow. we've carved the same form for a lady's foot that's been evolved over a hundred years. That's what makes our shoes comfortable. Mm. Is that you know these guys have been going back and forth and carving their original forms, the design of how the foot fits in the shoe mm-hmm. around, and then we make the shoe around that. Wow. Okay. So it's a really beautiful, you know, picking that picking that form. If it, for example, Great. my form for that that heel is going to be completely different than the way you're. Your, your foot's going to fit in this. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so yeah. we make basically synthetic feet. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and That's we got a bunch of different forms laying around. And then we're wrapping the the shoe around fitting the, that, the, fitting the foot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you need to keep, keep certain um, awareness of where the knuckles bend in your foot especially what angle it's going to be, especially for ladies. Mm-hmm. So it can be comfortable and then put padding in. And so we've been very particularly um, uh, recently, I've gotten a lot of um, reviews about how comfortable our heel is. And mm-hmm. I'm really, I took a lot of pride in that because, um, yeah. you know, I really want ladies to wear our shoes and, uh, and look good enough. Yeah, they definitely, oh, definitely do. And the comfortability part's 
Definitely important. I mean, why wear it? Yeah, that's crazy. Their wife yeah, or somebody yeah. saying, you know, my feet hurt so oh, badly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. that totally eliminates that problem, which I love. Yeah. I've been wearing these all day and last night, and I'm fine. Awesome. <laughs> all good. <laughs> awesome. That's what I like to hear. They're so oh, yeah, since we met up a little earlier in the week. And you gave me the, uh, I, I got the boots. I've been, I've been wearing them for a few days now, and they're, I've, 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 I haven't taken them off. Yeah, yeah. they breathe, too. And yeah, those are breathe. the new version, version two, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we really made a lot of improvements from mm-hmm. V1. As we decided to rebrand the company under Alma, we, mm-hmm. underst- we understood that, you know, part of a rebrand is not only launching new styles, but also launching an enhanced and better shoe. So from the inside, we've actually wrapped the inside in kind of a, it's a poly cotton um, uh, like uh, pad, yeah, blend, okay. and it really provides a lot of padding on the northern yeah. t- on the upper side of the sole. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, on the inner side of the upper, and then as well, we, uh, we include a new lower and more uh, a cork sole that mm-hmm. is derived and is biodegradable. And so our goal is to um, be aligning a fully biodegradable shoe. Right now, it's a top biodegradable with a rubberized sole. Okay. But soon, it will be a fully biodegradable uh, rubberized bottom on the men's shoe. If you look at the ladies' slides, we have mm-hmm. a fully biodegradable sole support, but we have yeah. one strip of, of rubber that we do have to eliminate there. Right. But this is going to be a, uh, a, a company within the next three to six months that will be able to release something that will be groundbreaking. In the yeah. manufacturing of shoes, yeah, I'm telling you right now, Mark, your exciting. audience, it, yeah. it is going to be something that <laughs> I think Nike will have to perk up yeah. their head and no, yeah. take notice of who we are. You hear that, point. Nike? Yeah, we're coming for you. <laughs> oh, jeez, I would have poked the bear. I know, in a yeah. good way, in a good way though. I'm gonna throw mm-hmm. you a yeah, definitely in a good way. It's like more like throwing a salmon at it. Yeah, we're we're to bring IP to the this uh, the, the manufacturing process of our yeah. shoes, that hopefully even if somebody figures out to do it better than us, will benefit the planet in okay. such a remarkable way that we don't need to necessarily be the winner. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. okay if somebody takes our idea after we brought it out and figures it about yeah. better. I'm okay. You know, it's the same principle like um, how Elon has uh, Tesla. Out. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he all his IP and Tesla is public, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, if somebody can figure out how to do it better, then do it better. Yeah, do it better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah, all definitely. about the cause, too, like bringing awareness to the people yeah. and the sustainability of the product, and that's what's important. And any evolution is good, right? It's up in the right yeah. direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, like, we've, we've heard where the company's going, but where, what's your opinion? Where do you want the company to go, personally? Yeah. Wow, that's that's a great call. You know, I'd I really like us to become a larger lifestyle brand. Um, you know, we're always, as you know, every company is, raising capital to get us to the next point. Um, and we built a huge infrastructure. Right now, we're doing a lot of white label deals. But I'd really like to bring the, these designs to more of boutique feels around Southern California, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, New York, Florida. You know, places I think that vibe, it's Northern California that can appreciate Texas, Austin. Yeah. You know, right. I think there's, if uh, there's people out there to listen to this, you know, get in touch with us. We would love to establish more retail locations and retail relationships. Also, you know, um, we're looking for 
enhanced distributors. We've had some relationships, rocky road with relationships with distributors. Mm -hmm. um, it's really, you really got to know who you get in bed with. Uh, <laughs> and so um, I'd love to talk to more distributors. We're going to be announcing some IP over the next, as I mentioned, I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but we are mm -hmm. going to be announcing something that I think will get us global attention. And um, at that point, uh, we're we're really going to think the sky's the limit. So I think you're going to see all the brands in the next uh, couple of years um, in in the mainstream, and then you know eventually we'll. I'd like to take this illuminated story and take it public, mm -hmm. and allow for uh, the people to share in this success. That's great. I love awesome. that. Mm -hmm. um, so we talked a little bit about you getting into the cannabis industry. Besides. Um, Alma, is there anything else right now you're kind of well, doing you, know, we've been, you we've, want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always a lot to do in the cannabis industry. Right. The um, I've, I've been I've been kind of freelancing, consulting for law firms, for um, technology firms over the past mm -hmm. couple of years. Right now, the I think the focus is, for me is really fly soul shoes and the evolution into Alma. Yeah, you know, I found that so many times when you divide yourself, mm -hmm. um, especially in this industry, you can get really caught up in the whirlwinds of other people's mistakes or it might not go the way you're thinking. It might yeah. not actually happen. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it's it right now is my time to make this company just for the for the first time in a long time, I'm going to focus solely on just this one company and making it really, really successful. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I believe that we have a chance to really change the future of way shoes are, and other accessories are made. And mm -hmm. involving hemp enriches our earth more than I think any other type of industrial plant that I can probably name. Mm -hmm. uh, the process of cultivating it, the process of putting the air in the, the earth. Um, what it does to the soil, what it does for the people, yeah. what it does for our economy. Um, it's it's a shame that we haven't, you know, you know, championed it yeah. for decades before this. Mm -hmm. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah. So besides shoes, clothing, stuff like that, what else can we do with, uh, can we do with hemp? Well, you know, I mean, that's a great question right there. I mean, the uses really start at the foundation we can build the hemp wood, for example, hempwood.com, a good friend of mine. Um, we can build homes with hemp. You can insulate your homes with hemp. There's mm -hmm. hempcrete that keeps your home factors yeah. degrees more cool in the summer and factors of degrees more uh, insulated and warm in the winter. Um, we can build um, polys out of hemp. We can build same cars out of hemp. The, oh. We can use hemp for industrial manufacturing purposes in a numerous amounts of ways. Yeah. But going back to how you even use that and get that hemp, mm -hmm. hemp being used as a um, well, a lot of times in our in our practice in farming in the United States, and yeah. this is a great example is Hawaii, where there's monocrop farming. Monocrop farming, especially in Hawaii's case, like for pineapples, they'd have to just drill the the, the soil full of nitrates and fertilizers yeah. to keep it productive. Mm -hmm. And year after year, the yield would come down. Eventually, you wind up into a desert. And, yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen "Bless the Earth" by Woody Harrelson, but mm -hmm. or "Kiss the Earth." I'm this man. You know, you'll find it. But <laughs> but um, you know, it really gives a detailed you know outlay of how 
we, through monocrop farming, have, are robbing the United States basically plains of its nutrients oh, totally. and ability to keep on producing without these huge fertilizer deposits. And so hemp is the solution again there because when hemp does a rotational farming mm-hmm. um, and you, you cycle in with hemp, hemp will actually yeah. put nitrates back into, into the, the soil. soil. Wow. We can take that dirty soil as well, like they used yeah. it in Chernobyl, and they can take radiation out of the soil. That's awesome. You know, and so this is um, God's plan. Not only the the factors of going back to, you know, that cultivation of it, but the seed is pro- is protein for us. The, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, there's men oh, found yeah. frozen crossing an ice bridge thousands of, you know, years ago. They were just recently found. The guy had hemp seeds in one of his little pocket oh, pouches. Wow. You know, know that's that. crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the plants, cannabis and hemp, have been used for thousands, that thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention your endocannabic system. So. Oh yeah, we were we were basically wired wired for it. Yeah. Yeah. So in no other way have we had more of a, a long term relationship with a plant. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have a chance to revive that relationship. And I think we have a responsibility to do yeah. just that. So next time anybody who's listening to this is <laughs> stuck with us and you are buying a pair of shoes, think about how those were made. Think about what the end of the life of those shoes are going to be, how long that's going to be pl- around polluting our planet. And choose a plant-based option. It doesn't necessarily have to be almond brands or fly sole shoes, but if you're making the right choice, you're going to give back to this planet. Yeah, and not just when you buy shoes, but when you buy your shirts, when you buy your groceries at the store, when you buy anything, keep in mind where that maybe comes from and what that's doing to you and the environment itself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Second that. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh. But, uh, so, all right, like, uh, you guys have a lot of- a lot of experience in uh, running running this company and with working with hemp and all that and shipping it and all that. What advice would you give out to somebody out there starting their uh, their own similar company or just trying to get involved in the cannabis or hemp industry in general? Wow. Okay. Um, you know, the cannabis industry right now is going through a lot of different changes in mm-hmm. its regulatory stance. So. I would first, if you're getting involved in the cannabis industry, depending on what level it is, if you're if you're you know looking just you know just kind of get your feet wet and just get yeah. a job, I would start in, in active parts of the industry that are growing. Mm-hmm. Distribution's always growing, marketing's always growing, things along those lines. Uh, brands are always needing to connect to consumers, but if at the high level, um, if you're looking to own operations and if you're looking to invest in operations. I would really look at the regulatory structure of each state independently that they operate within, seeing the barriers to entry for new competition, seeing where um, you know the brand is connecting to the consumer, what their forecast to look like of average price per pound. Is that the best state for growth? Uh, there's a lot of things to think about when you get into the yeah. regulatory cannabis industry. In the CBD industry, if you don't have a niche or massive scale or ability yeah. to get in on dollars, mm-hmm. uh, as far as being a brand now, it's it's a little bit more saturated. You know, right. there's a lot of, I think, potential, you know, I'm not going to drop yeah. bombs here, but <laughs> yeah, in the psilocybin <laughs> yeah. development of the world. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, like you were talking about, uh, like uh, ayahuasca. I mean, definitely, when the shoes are named after that, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you were talking about your experiences with that. I mean, if you want to share some, like your 
experiences with uh, psychedelics and all that because I also went to a psychedelics conference recently, uh, Bazinga, in Miami. Yeah. And it was uh, it was amazing. that It was my first uh, psychedelic conference, and the things that they were talking about with what they can do and everything, it was, it was mind-blowing. It, you know, it just speaks to me how um, cannabis, I think, started off this revolution that's taking place right now of awakening yeah. that plants are not bad for you. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we were so, changing. oh my gosh, we came out of the 50s and 60s mm. and, and then 70s and, and the, the, the war on drugs evolved yeah. to the Reagan administration. Ugh. And we just became just, you know, minds, you know, <laughs> controlled, <laughs> if you will, yeah. as a population that these things were just terrible things for you. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. it finds out that, you know, mushrooms can really be much better for people with depression and anxiety yeah. and they mm-hmm. can take people off of SSRIs that don't have, ever seem to have an end solution. You know, what are you going to do? Just yeah. keep taking synthetic drugs and polluting your body for the rest of your life? Yeah, and then you have to take this drug because this drug and then that drug because that drug causes this symptom and then that and this, and it's just a big this snowball. This is what's so it's exciting. It's a giant snowballing effect. Look yeah. at the health of the average American in the West. Mm-hmm. Then look at the health of the average person in the East. Yeah. That is you know, true. That yeah. Takes e- the East has practiced Ayurvedic medicine and mushroom mm-hmm. therapy. They use 85 different types of fungi to treat their bodies for different ailments. When we're just throwing awesome. these Western petroleum-based synthetics into our body, it's criminal. Yeah. It's really criminal. You know, the United States has a lot of, to, like, just own uh, about the way our systems yeah. have developed and seeing mm-hmm. if that's really the best. And this is what I think cannabis has started. It started this great awakening. Right. Where we're now understanding that, whoa, maybe I shouldn't take an aspirin. I should just yeah. use some CBD, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, maybe I don't need Prozac. Maybe I need to go out in the forest and trip on some mushrooms <laughs> sometime, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Just yeah, talking to people. sit back, mm-hmm. relax, and trip out for a little bit. Yeah, I was being an asshole. Okay, I figured yeah. it out. <laughs> or, like not, or like not even tripping, just uh, microdosing throughout the day is becoming a huge thing now. Huge. And I think that is Especially what scares. Especially anxiety and depression and all that. Uh, you know, I mean, the pharmaceutical industries are, I hope they're scared. I hope they, yeah. they, they should be. Like, they should be. I hope yeah. they, this is a wave that does not stop. And then more states like Washington and Oregon and California lead the way yeah. to legalize um, adult use and put in systems where they can responsibly di- uh, distribute uh, qualified amounts of doses mm-hmm. and consistent, uh, you know, product to patients. Um, as well as the, the adult public in the yeah. future. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And, like, yeah, especially right now because we, uh, we use a version of, uh, of it already to treat uh, opium addictions, and that's ketamine. Yeah. And, but mm-hmm. uh, we can now do it with a more natural way, and there's studies with it, so that's really scaring the uh, pharmaceutical department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it should be. You know, I mean, they've had too much of a dominance over yeah. our... Um, over our lives, and, and now they've infiltrated yeah. us with the, the vaccine. Whether you feel it's good or not, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's scary to think of how much these companies that have been sued yeah. so many times for right. things like the baby powder that caused ovarian mm-hmm. cancer, that, you know, oh, yeah. just finding out that they knew about all these things uh, and that we're trusting them with our bodies. It's just, you know, I'd, I'd much rather Crazy. take something from me than, you know, Mother yeah. Earth. I think anybody really would at this point. Mm-hmm. A lot of people's mindsets are changing. I can tell just talking to people 
oh yeah, I'm not going to take an aspirin. I want to try this new method. It's cu- the curious, the curiosity of it yeah. is great because you can just tell how this industry is pushing that along and really making waves with it. My mother is a baby boomer mm-hmm. and she yeah. is now off of like her pain stuff that she, like she was taking ibuprofen, I think, mm-hmm. you know, but she was taking horse pill ibuprofen. So I was like, that can't be good. That can't be good. Do you know what's going in your body right there? Yeah. I've got her on CBD and she's, she's loving life. Yeah, that's great. She's walking around every single day. She runs her dog. She's happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just people have to be open to the idea of trying it. I mean, works wonders, obviously, in that case. And even with, like, pets, too, because we we have those CBD dog treats. That, too. So it's great for everyone, everything. Um, It's just trying it out. (laughs) They should give, like, you know, CBD treats for the little kids when moms are like sick of them being loud. I know, right? Like, you, you know, yeah. like, of, here, do you want a little Leo. gummy? Yes, I do, mommy. Yeah. I do. I want you to have this gummy, little Timmy. Yeah. time. Yeah. That'd be or great. Instead of Would the, that be, is that taking it a little too far, yeah. dosing your children? Uh, uh, people do it with like Benadryl, I guess, so yeah, sometimes. Dude, listen, I'd much rather give my I mean, kids hey, CBD than Benadryl, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the old trick, like when your uh, toddler is like, like their teeth are growing and stuff like that. You take whiskey and like rub it on their gums or whatever. Just oh, take a little go. CBD oil. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I have no problem <laughs> thinking that CBD would be good for a child. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so, I agree. Yeah. I agree, but uh, a lot, but like, I, a lot more testing does need to be done on everything. And, yeah. No, I'm gonna just if I ever yeah. kid, just doses. Yeah. I'm just gonna just feel like consult listen, your, you're consult being, your doctors. You're being like really hyper right now, bro. You gonna, need something. Would you like a gummy bear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're gonna be uh, wrapping up here soon. So uh, well, that's a good thing to note on me yeah. dosing the child. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But um. But anybody, would you give any advice for anybody like wanting to make the journey into like trying psychedelics or anything uh, of that sort? Oh wow! You know, um, I first if you if you're new to psychedelics, um, there's nothing to fear. You know, it just goes slow. There's nothing to rush into either, and you just do things at your own pace at home, um, where you are comfortable with people um, around you, and that there's not anything that's gonna jar you into a different state um and you know build your experience from there um you'll find that psychedelics will really expand your mind relax your attitude and give you a new perspective on things yeah yeah that's awesome yeah the first time i tried it was uh mushrooms it wasn't like a full dose i did like a like half like a gram or so but it was honestly the most it was the most spiritual and best experience of my life. I, I enjoyed it. Like I want to know, definitely want to try it again. And it's a, uh, it was definitely a good experience. Well, you know, we all are one. So yeah. what you experience, everybody else does. So <laughs> listen to that. That's a testimonial. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there you go. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And um, I just want to say thank you guys so much for having me on. You know, being mm-hmm. able to have a voice and and, and to share uh, a voice of these beautiful people in. Outside of Temple in Mexico, yeah. and their tradition and their beautiful artistry of making handmade shoes and other products mm-hmm. is really my life's work at this point. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah, it's changing a, the way that we make shoes and see our conscious decisions. So yeah, thank definitely. you. Well, yeah. no, it's a, it, it's an honor to have you here. It's an honor to be a part of your company as well as a mm-hmm. as an investor in it. I love how uh, passionate you are about the brand and where you're taking it. Only see good things coming. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, and it was great having you again. Thank you. Thank you again. I I I hope to come back. I can't wait to have you back on the show. Yeah, Yeah, I have. I have a huge bomb to release. I can't wait, and that's going to wrap up. 
Yeah, and that's going to wrap up you know, this episode of uh, Behind the Leaf with uh, me, Peter, at uh, Fly Soul, and Cassie on calls. Nice talking to you guys. Nice talking to you guys. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>